Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lindquist. And today we want to talk about the power of prevention. You know, it's easy to be motivated to fix something when your horse is lame, your dog is limping, they're not up to speed. But boy, that's uh, really putting the proverbial uh, cart before the horse, which I think that's um, so appropriate. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to myself because the, the thing is that there's so many signs that we miss because you don't know how to prevent long-term injuries, arthritic changes, wasting, uh, even neurological disorders. So what are you doing? Well, you know, it's a matter of education because you think about it, we, we do a lot of preventative things. We brush our teeth, right? Uh, we bathe, we wash our hands before we eat. We have lots of preventative things that we've been educated to do over the years. Clipping dogs' nails, trimming horses' hooves are parts of prevention uh, because of the massive ill effects of letting these things get out of control. So we've learned that these are necessary. Yeah, and we've been educated along the way uh, in numerous, I mean, from the time we were kids, we learned to wash our hands and brush our teeth. I mean, those those just natural processes that we were taught. Or if so, you're my mother, put a sweater on, I'm cold. <laughs> you know, yeah. that will prevent, uh, you'll catch a cold. So some things are maybe not um, as accurate in our prevention. But I, what one of the things that made me want to talk about this today was the the amazing awareness of some of our breeders who bring the puppies in for preventative chiropractic evaluations. Because if you can notice something, notice a sidedness, notice a restriction young, then you can actually correct it before compensations develop, deformities develop, and issues are, which are about inevitable because they're reacting to something that was there, but under the radar. Yeah, because if, if you don't know, you don't know. That's right. That was profound. It wasn't profound. <laughs> but we, we've learned that as part of the learning process. If you don't know that that's a possibility, how do you know to do it? Exactly. Which is why when we work with uh, clients for for their animals, it's like, how do you show them how to properly stretch a limb and know when their resistance means something's going on. A lot of, a lot, and you'll hear this in uh, most of our podcasts, a lot of prevention is awareness. You know, the, the more you train yourself to know what is normal, what is optimal, the easier it is to apply preventative methodologies to keep things good and to be hyper aware of things that are going off kilter. Yeah. And it's just like a, a simple thing like carrot stretches. You know, that's a preventative measure for back issues because doing carrot stretches with your horse, especially a five point carrot stretch where they touch their chest, one between their front legs, then to their shoulder, then to the hip, and then to the hind fetlock, those 
movements actually increase the strength of the small muscles called the multifidi muscles along the spinal column, which increase the lift through your spine. So simple things like that can make a big difference. But you need to know why you're doing carrot stretches. Are you doing carrot stretches just to make your head and neck, your horses turn its neck? No, you're doing it for a whole different reason. So being able to understand the prevention and how to use it and what it's for specifically can make a big difference. And correctly, it's not about touching the nose. It's about proper mobility so that you are training both in brain and in muscle something to move correctly. One of my, I'm most adamant about in prevention is not letting your dog jump down from high surfaces onto hard surfaces. By the way, you humans with knee issues, how many times when you come down off a horse are you landing on hard surface and jamming your ankle, your knee, your hip. These are so easily preventable and repetitive concussion will cause joint, muscle, tendon, uh, and brain issues. So yeah, yeah, because- Well, it does, because you have to train your brain on both sides. Exactly, exactly. You you gotta treat both sides of your brain to teach your body to be able to do things on both sides because it creates better balance, which will create issues down the line. All those sports where they're so one-sided, just like our riders always getting on from the same side. So their left hips are always a problem. They don't know it, but their left hip is always weak because of all the compression over, constant compression getting on a horse, grinding over that left hip. So ideally you get on both sides. Practically, we get zero compliance from that, and and that's really unfortunate. But in there's there's alternatives in the power of prevention. If you are unwilling to change that behavior, then the next choice is to add a behavior. I just had this conversation with a with a dog owner. I'm like, do you always walk the dog on the same side? Yes, the dog is always on my left. Well, there is at slight head tilt which is always causing compression of the lower cervical spine on the right side, causing stretch on the left side, causing imbalance. Imbalance leads to injury. It's just the way it is. So if you're in the show ring and you must, because of the magical rules that are, be on that side, there still is time to do trainings, to do behaviors, to do play where there's balance for doing things the other way. The same thing, if you're not willing to get on your horse from the right side, what are you willing to do to mobilize the uh, the other side? What are you willing to do? And as if you know me, you know hula hooping is a way to balance the pelvis and get more motions in it. Hanging upside down, we just had, what a human. Talk about what the difference hanging upside down made after you recommended it. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's just simple things that can be done that can be a small purchase. The hula hoop. The hula hoop? The hula yeah. hoop, a weighted hula hoop, teaches you to use both sides of your body because you have to create this balance to be able to make that hula hoop work in both directions. How many of you only get it to go in one direction? I'm one of those. So I have to practice and use my body differently because that will help create better balance. You know, the the power of prevention 
is longevity, uh, the ability to do things better and better rather than deteriorate, to just accept that aging goes this way and you start out wonderful and you end up crumpled. And, you know, okay, aging is real. Um, Defying aging is, well, that's not real. What, what is, is <laughs> defying decrepitness, making sure that the process of having your body be different means you just behave differently and, and literally get the ability to um, move as well but it takes a different approach. I'm looking at my 13 and a half year old dog who can still beat my puppy to the ball. But what does it take? It takes a different level of supplementation. It takes graded exercise rather than going full force. Most of you know about warm-ups as prevention, right? I mean, you get in and there are those of us as kids used to get on your horse, gallop as fast as possible because that was fun and then have to run off to do something, throw them in the stall, and then you get yelled at because the horse is tying up, or there's a consequence for that behavior. So you learn, if you don't want a negative consequence, then you warm up. And do you warm up in one direction? No, you warm up bilaterally, you circle bilaterally, you walk, then you trot, then you canter. You know, there's there's so much that we learn because others have had negative consequences. Yeah. Ed, one of the number one causes of injury in the elderly are falls. And it's a lack of balance. And I didn't realize this myself until I started doing some balance exercises. Like simple little things. You start off in the morning, you're brushing your teeth. What are you doing besides brushing your teeth? Stand on one leg. Lift one leg off the ground while you're brushing your teeth. How long can you stand on one leg before you have to put a foot down to balance yourself out? You know, it's simple things like that can actually make a preventative difference in injury. Well, it's interesting is first try it with your eyes open. And then if you really want to improve your function, both cognitively and physically, do it with your eyes closed. Make sure there's someone there to catch you. (laughs) Because what's interesting is how much information we take in from, you know, in our balance from our our visual fields. So it doesn't mean you can't do it with your eyes closed. It just means you have to train yourself differently. You know, and I I just learned this with, with our dog, who she's, you know, is now probably 60 pounds, And because of doing so much work to rehabilitate her hind end after um, surgery for the broken leg, we're working and making her swim and doing cavalettis. And for whatever reason, I neglected to evaluate the front end. Her spine was fine. Her cervical range of motion was fine. And the other day, I asked her to extend her front limb, and she went, I, I can't. So panic brain goes dysplasia, do we have abnormal elbows? And then I thought, well, what if somebody brought their dog to me with that possibility? Let me evaluate triceps are tight. Let me do some lasering. Let me not be as forceful and slow down and gain trust first. You know, all the things you do with strangers' dogs that you just assume your dog will just do it because you asked. And within three days, I have full range of motion in the elbows because 
sometimes prevention, again, is awareness, and it takes slowing down and looking at the big picture. Again, when people bring me puppies to evaluate so that their next home can know what to work on, that is the thinking of ahead and getting perspective. Why, people say, why would a puppy need to get adjusted? Why would a child need to get adjusted? Why would a foal need to get adjusted? Because there's nothing about the birth process that's easy on anyone. As a mom, I can tell you that for sure. And with the hundreds of, of newborns I've evaluated, there's the ability to take a trauma and the sooner you get to a body after trauma, the less sequela, the less issues you have to deal with. Let me give it a few days is often a self-defeating statement. And let's not forget the elephant in the room. What we do, we're chiropractors. We are based on prevention. Our job is to come and help your animals prevent injury, all right? Our job as chiropractors, as animal chiropractors, is not to diagnose lameness issues or problems. That's all you. That's all that (laughs) stuff. Our job is to increase performance, increase mobility, and increase the immune system so we prevent future problems. And that, you know, that's the hardest thing to quantify. How do you know what you prevented? You don't get to. There are no double blinds really in live species because we're unique. Every dog is unique. Every cat is unique. Every horse is unique. Uh, Someone asked me the other day, well, what size is a horse? I said, well, what size is a human? What size is a dog? There's big, there's small, there's in the middle. There's everything. There's every personality and some have multiple. Um, yeah, we just we just watched our mini play with the neighbor's dog throughout the fest, galloping back and forth, literally nosing off with them, rearing up, and then chasing again. They have a paddock that goes a full acre the other way, but no, they chose to play along the fence line. Seriously, I've never seen that personality before. But, you know... To prevent injury, we watched it to make sure that there wasn't going to be any face-to-face or teeth-to-foot contact. No, they were really truly... Or hoof-to-face. Or (laughs) hoof-to-face or any of those things that we don't want. You know, if, if you have a dog in a cage, you make sure that there aren't sharp parts. We go through stalls. If we see a nail, we prevent injury by taking away the knowns. The whole power of prevention is increase your ability to see something as before it becomes something you don't want to see. And there are so many experts out there. We have the on speed dial, our veterinarian, our dentist, you know, our our farrier. Yes, my farrier is on super speed dial. (laughs) And if you see something, if you see something, say something, yes. If, you're, if you notice it, trust your instincts, trust your eyes, trust that if there's something that you notice that's different, get an opinion and see if you can nip it in the proverbial bud. Yeah, because it's costly to wait. An ounce of prevention is worth <laughs> a pound of uh, whatever it is. Tears for sure. So we wish you the ability 
to notice and every day in every way experience the power of prevention. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast.